Hello everyone. Today I'm super excited. I'm very honored and blessed to be having a conversation with a most amazing, incredible lady, Jasna Hoon. Thanks to a communal friend, Christiana Eltrean, who's a pranic teacher and organizer of pranic festivals. Um, Jasna Hoon is known globally and affectionately as the queen researcher into source feeding, pranic living, or living on light, or simply breatharian. She does amazing things for our planet and humanity. For example, she's the ambassador of peace and founder of the Embassy of Peace. She's an incredible artist and sacred art retreat facilitator, filmmaker and musician and she is also an author a metaphysical researcher of 42 books in 19 languages she's a creator guided meditation for improving health and happiness which is what we all need during these uncertain times and she's a dark room training facilitator She's the president of Global Congress of Spiritual Scientists in Bangalore, India, and the founder of Self-Empowerment Academy and Cosmic Internet Academy facilitator. And trust me, this is just a few. And I had to read that out so I wouldn't miss on the main things. So welcome, Jasmine Hume. Welcome to Wellness Spring. It's so lovely to have you here today. Beverly, it's really lovely to connect with you through our mutual friend. And isn't it lovely how we always get to network and connect with the right people at the right time? Absolutely. And thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I've been looking forward to this moment for a long time with sweet anticipation so would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about your background, where you grew up? And I believe you grew up in um, Australia to Norwegian parents. And if you have any siblings. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think everybody loves everyone's stories. I do. I think in this time of lockdown and pandemic, we've all watched a lot of Netflix or a lot of movies or researched a lot because there's so much available, but it's the heart stories that really get us. And I always find people remember stories the best as well. And I feel blessed because I had a very unusual background not really, just a typical migrant child. My four brothers and sisters were all born in Norway and I was born as the result of reconciliation because my father came out post-war to begin again at the invitation of the Australian government and my mother joined him probably at least a year, if not more later. And I was a product of their reunion. I don't think my father was interested in more babies, but I came in then. And, you know, it was just very interesting to be born in that environment with freedom fighters, people who had stood up and said something is not okay, and then ended up in concentration camps because they were 
anti-something, you know, anti-seeing a, a race persecuted and not happy with what was happening. And so finally, when the war ended and they tried to begin again, it just had too many memories, you know. So my father and parent and my mom always were very much about how important family is and how important showing the ones you love that you love them and caring for them is because you don't know how long you'll have them. Like today, you know, anyone could be with us now and then they're suddenly not there anymore for many reasons. And my parents always were very big on intellectual research and stimulated discussion and everybody would have their say around the table. And, you know, my brother would always teach me how to debate well and go and get my facts by doing good research. And, you know, looking back, it was noisy and a big family, but I learned a lot and I'm very, very grateful for that environment. Fantastic. I recently interviewed um, Eddie Jacku, a Holocaust survivor, and he's a best-selling author of um, the book The Happiest Man on Earth, and he escaped the gas chambers three times. And exactly mm -hmm. like you said, you know, he said you, you have to give gratitude for your family. You know, he's seen most mm -hmm. of his murdered and the atrocities would have been, you know, unbearable to think about. And um, he said when he married his, his wife, he also gained a mother. And, you know, he, he says he's made it his life purpose to tr smile every day and make someone happy because you never know how you are going to influence someone. So, yeah. And um, I think that's true. I, I think that's true. I, I just kicked the thing. I think it's very true, too, about this time we're in. It's a big time of uncertainty and many people, they have no idea of many things. You know, where's the world going to go now? Will they be able to build up their businesses again? Will they even have regular income coming in? Especially when people are in deep periods of lockdown. It's a time of great uncertainty. And I think what I hear in my neighbourhood and I've learned in my own life is just to be grateful of the good. You know, just to strip it right back and be as focused as you can in each now moment. Try not to live in the past. Don't live in the future because the past is done and the future we're not sure of. But to really come into a heart full of gratitude, you know, for the good in life, even if a lot of crazy things are happening. And to be very um, present in the moment and very loving and kind to yourself and others because everything is so uncertain but we can be kind to ourselves we can be kind to each other and that's lovely i know in france in our very first lockdown i ended up doing wellness circles online for all backgrounds of people men women and didn't matter the class because people were going through fear and like you're saying mm -hmm. about loss loss of job loss of income but also you're stuck at home you might not be used to being with your significant other partner and doing the housework and cooking and throw kids in on top of that and it's a whole nother mm. dynamic so i had to reassure people that um 
you know, everybody globally is going through the exact same thing. And this too shall pass. You know, we, yes. we, um, as you know, I've been doing a lot of work with breath work, but on a different level to what you do, you know, teaching people how to breathe properly to improve their health and well-being and to let go of fears. And I've been following great people. So fortunately for me, people like James Nestor wrote his book about breath mm -hmm. and the science of the lost um, art because he said our ancestors you know they he's looked at loads of skulls like 500 years ago more and they all had wide jaws perfect teeth and mm. that is because they ate raw natural food and they chewed yes you know with the revolution yeah revolution of health came the juicing and smoothies and yogurts and avocados mm. and they're all too soft so yeah you know in australia i feel it's probably in sydney anyway their first real lockdown are there any tips that you would like to share with people during these um times of uncertainty yeah, look, I think like you, um, when this whole situation happened and we were told, no, you can't travel. For me, I've been on the road for nearly 30 years, for six months of every year, meeting with the most beautiful people, you know, people all around the world who were really interested in living in the rhythm of health and happiness and unity within themselves and with others. And, you know, I like having that type of gatherings and being with people who are so open-minded. And then with lockdown, we were all obviously coming into compassion, especially for people who were really suffering, like the young mums cooped up in apartments with children and husbands and maybe not much room and everyone wants to use the computer for homeschooling or business or just many, many things. And then what about all the refugees in Syria and other countries where everything was stripped away? They don't have computers, they don't have regular food, they don't have their beds, they have nothing anymore. They have hopelessness almost. There's so much that can challenge people. And I think the first thing we have to do is, is really not live in the past because it's complete and not live in the future but to really come back to this now moment, because I found from my work in Darkroom, it lets us transcend time, but it also allows us to access other frequencies that are less mental and more heart-based. And then you can just go into the heart more and, and really choose to fill your heart at the beginning of every day, I do, with yeah. all the things I have to be grateful for. Like I wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, I've got a really yummy, warm bed. Oh, I love my bed. And oh, the sun is shining. How fabulous. I love sunshine. Or, oh my God, it's raining. Well, the trees will love that. The garden will love that. And oh, I'm glad my children are healthy and I'm glad my grandchildren are good and I'm so happy for this and I'm so grateful. And it's a universal law of resonance that then kicks in and says, well, if you're going to just be really focused on things you're grateful for, I'm going to bounce back through quantum biofeedback more. 
because like attracts like. And I think that's so important that people are understanding that everyone's going through big changes. It's not nothing personal. It's not just you. But the metal of us is how are we handling it? You know, are we going into rhythms of fear and chaos and confusion? How are we feeding ourselves mentally is so important. Because if you feed yourself with too much negativity or uncertainty mentally, then that flips into this dumping of cortisol in your body and emotionally you drop and then the immune system drops and then physically you tend to be more susceptible to flus and other things as well. So I think very much let go of, of worrying about the future. Big changes are happening. There's not much we can do about it, but we can control us. We can control our impact on others. We can be very loving to ourselves. We can be very kind. And that might mean maybe one day you just Netflix binge because you can and you need to do that. Maybe that's maybe you had two wines that night instead of one for those who like that. But to be kind to ourselves, not be judgmental be kind to other people to really listen and really try to keep the heart filled with gratitude and regularly be with the breath. Because when we can slow the breath right down, I do this every morning and a lot during the day, but I have a conscious breath. So it's like I'm not just breathing in oxygen, but I'm just breathing in that pure, pure essence energy. I can even label it as pure love. And so with every slow breath, I can breathe in peace because energy becomes that which we label it. So maybe you're not peaceful. Maybe you're feeling fragmented. So you stop. Fill your heart with gratitude, feel that gratitude, which puts you into heart coherence. Focus on energy rather than matter that puts you into brain coherence. And just have an intention that you're drinking from the very baseline of creation, whatever energy spectrum you need to come back into a more nourishing space for you, where your presence can be more nourishing for the field around you as well, because we have to be careful how we're feeding each other in this difficult time. Absolutely. And it's funny, everything you were saying, it's almost things like I teach. So I teach people mm. when, when they're feeling every morning to give gratitude and start with their bed. And I always say, I'm grateful to be alive and know that I'm alive. I'm grateful for yeah. the air that I'm mm. breathing in, nourishing my cells and atoms and keeping me alive. Yeah. And also mm. I put um, little notes, reminders in my mobile phone, little alarms. Yeah. And when the alarms go off, they're random. It could be a word like peace or joy or happiness. And I take mm. in a deep conscious breath and then think about what I'm mm. doing at the moment and think, you know, if I was coming from a place of peace, how would I do this task or how would I solve exactly. whatever? Yeah. And I've noticed, because you talked about heart and it is all about feeling. And I'm so mm. grateful that there are so many young people in Australia that are 
you know, quite highly evolved and they're all talking about heart coherence and feelings. Have you noticed the same in your global travels that younger people, it's almost like, you know, oldies like me and other light workers have done the blueprint and these come up and they're like instant meditators and putting up their sacred yeah. women's circles and just amazing people. They are. And, you know, I've been really exposed in lockdown being restricted. I can't leave Australia apparently at the moment. We're in lockdown yeah. on a continent level. And I've been coming across or magnetizing more and more young people. And I actually really love their labeling. They're big labelers. Like I know I'm Osberg, Osberger's spectrum. I could be labeled as a divergent mind, which means somebody who thinks outside of the box. But when I was young, we never had these labels. We just had to learn to deal with energy and realize quite early who you could talk to about certain subjects and who you couldn't. You know, if I talked yeah. about my interest in vegetarianism when I was young, then a lot of people ridiculed that, but then I could share some research, etc. But the young ones, they're so cute. They've got their labels. Like one of them I love is non-binary. And I went, oh, that's me. I love that label. And all my older lady girlfriends, who we're all in our 60s, 70s, 80s, we're all going, oh, we're non-binary. I like that. Because we've never ever identified with being a male or a female you know we've been in female bodies but we've never felt either we've just felt we are us and these young ones have this wonderful way of claiming and labeling that really pushes other people's <laughs> boxes but also makes you realize ah yeah i can identify with that as well and i think one of the messages is just to be authentic you know, to really know who you are and to do the things that not just uplift you, but um, uplift others. So they're very interested in, in creativity, in music, in art, as what we would label all those indigo children who don't like to be labeled. Um, and they're very discordant in that they're not interested in the existing education system. They need everything to be more authentic, more heart coherent, more holistic as well. And I like that because that allows us to have our jobs, <laughs> which is really just providing good research, well, well um, sourced research with credibility that can back up simple things like, you know, we can eliminate most of the diseases in the world by having plant-based diet or even looking as well as that as the 16H, you know, where you're having 16 hours of resting your digestive system and eight hours where you consume hopefully very light food, which uplifts you and is kinder to the planet and kinder to your body. And these guys are big advocates of that. And I, I like it. I love being with them. I love listening <laughs> to them. And I'm like, yay, there are new ways coming in with passion and hope and and a strength to be freedom fighters like my family were but in a very different way so it's fun they're here and they're bringing solutions to so many issues that um, will really upgrade our planet
And I like that, you know, we've got a good future coming in. We've just got to get over this next period of where new ways are coming in and old ways are being shaken up. That's wonderful. I totally agree with everything you said. And um, yeah, I think onwards and upwards, so many good positive things have happened, you know, from being in lockdown as well, you know. Yeah. People are coming together as family and spending time together, quality time and mm -hmm. doing, you know, baking cakes or making the family meals and having that connection. Because I think we live in a world or we were living in a world of busyness and yes. we have masters are keeping busy 24 seven. And um, mm -hmm. We, we come home tired and we might not want to make a meal and people are living on fast foods as well and they haven't got that energy for their partners and their children and I think from yeah. a lot of the positive sides um, you know a lot of people are telling me you know oh I'm really bonding with my partner or my child and just having mm. fun mm. you know being able to do mm. fun things and um, carry on I, yeah, I was just going to say, I couldn't agree more. You know, I noticed that because I'm off the road, finally, I'm getting more time to get to know my neighbors and just simple things I love, like gardening. And a woman came up the other day and she said, oh, do you want to join our gardening club? Because we come and we help each other garden and, and like everyone will converge on a house and they'll weed everything and do fix it all. And then they'll have some you know, drinks and nibbles and social time as well. And they get each other cuttings because she was mentioning a tree. And I said, yeah, I want another one in another color, but I can't find it. And she said, oh, someone in our group would easily find it and give it to you. And everyone's talking about sharing more and the joy of community, the common unity. And yeah. I see them at the beach. They're all walking with kids and, and nobody's on their mobiles anymore, you know? Mobiles away, they're like, we're out. We don't have to be at home. We can exercise. We can walk on the beach. And they're spending time together and they're telling me that they don't want to go back. There are some things they're looking forward to going back to, but they're getting healthier. They're walking around the neighborhood. They're sharing more. They're playing more games. They're communicating better. They're putting in the effort to make sure their time together is well spent. And, and that's wonderful because a healthy, happy, harmonious life is all determined by how we choose to spend our time. Exactly. And as you know, when I first looked at your website, I was um, taken away with supporting the reality of personal global health, happiness and harmony. And that's what attracted yeah. me immediately to say, can we bring that as our main topic? Because, you know, yeah. the world is changing. And I know you do yeah. a lot of research and work with this with many wonderful people. Do you want to explain yes. ways, you know, about your projects and what's happening? Well, it's been very interesting to me because growing up, I've witnessed a lot of suffering and I'm one of these people who really had to learn the hard way. 
I don't know about others, but, you know, I'd go through many, many challenging things. And, you know, in 1992, I had, um, around that, I had people I loved die. I had, you know, a lot of things happen in my life big challenges, lost a lot, um, lost my home, lost my job, lost finances, was told I had cancer. It was all, all at once. It was a really big time of challenge. And I went through what I needed to unhook and to heal myself and learnt very interesting ways of self-healing and bringing myself back into a really much better frame of mind because when you go through a lot of challenges, you go, why me? For me at that time, it was like, but I'm a good woman. I'm a mum. I'm doing the best I can. I'm kind to people. I treat people well. You know, I run by the, the universal law that like attracts like. And, you know, we're all interconnected. So we're all affecting everyone. So be careful the energy you're transmissioning. You know, I knew a lot of that. And it was like, oh, why is this happening? And it was happening because something much better was coming in. But it was when I also learned just to be able to flip it here and come into a very different emotional state by just focusing on all the good things in my life, not what was wrong with my life, but what was right with my life. And so I went from there to be able to really find formula to bring myself through lifestyle, how I was spending time, into a state of health on all levels. It took four months to clear the cancer. So to get physically healthy and emotionally healthy and mentally healthy and also almost spiritually healthy. And then after I cleared the cancer, I started to, like you, offer groups in the early 90s. And I would have women come and they were in such difficult times of life. I had one meditation class and they all were women who'd been diagnosed of cancer. And they're all finding alternate ways to supplement what they were doing as well if they were doing more um, treatments with their doctors, etc. But they'd learn meditation, they'd learn a change in diet, particularly a change in mental diet because we're physically built to think before we feel. And so for them, I wrote a book called In Resonance, which goes right through the body as an energy system, right through the universal law and so much more to really get ourselves through formula back into a great state. Because I like to know if I do A, B, C, D, time spending, it's going to deliver this result. And so that's what we've done. We've taken, you know, thousands and thousands of people from all walks of life, all models of reality and put them in darkroom every year where we took away their mobile phones. <laughs> we took away external devices. They had 24 hours of darkness. We had them just on juice or water or working with energy to feed them differently. And we went into deep silence and solitude and group meditations and so much more now moment awareness. And we took their bloods before we went in, all their blood tests, and then we did it when they came out. And the improvement in their health was incredible. That was just with nine days of this. So you could 
almost heal a system physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually by applying the ABCs we were doing. So we've been able to stamp formula in something like 55 countries in the world with around 20 million people. And everyone has said, my life's so much better. So whether we took the formula into the jungles, the Amazon jungles, working with the tribes in Brazil, or whether we've been sharing this formula in the United Nations with the spiritual forums there, or whether I was in Brazil and the president of Brazil said, we want to meet you. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they're going to throw me out of the country because I'm so strange. <laughs> but Brazil's not like that. And that I came in to meet him and, and he had got called away to another meeting and the head of the military came out and the woman said, this is the head of the military. And I went, oh no, you know, what have I done wrong? And then I looked at him and he had like, beautiful brown eyes and he was the head of the reiki and pranic healing organization the healers in brazil and he said we want you to come and help us create an army of ambassadors of peace and wow. honestly my i could have like my husband <laughs> and i were like what did we hear and it was wonderful. And, and these great opportunities come to all of us when we say, all I want is to be a nourishing presence in this world, to have all the energy that I'm holding and transmitting be nourishing for all sentient life. That's my heart's prayer. And when you do that, grace comes and the quantum field starts to react differently. Or if you say, from this moment on, I choose to only exist in mutually beneficial relationship with all sentient life. So you're not like rescuing or helping all the time, but there's a beautiful unit, because this is unity consciousness, yes. where we help each other, where we love each other, where we support each other, where we bring out the best in each other. So when you get to a point in your heart where your own being says yes, yes, yes to this, then you start to access such a different way of being and quantum biofeedback support as well. And then life really, it stops being that struggle and becomes more of a synchronistic flow of grace. But it's just formula, attitude. And part of the formula is the mastery of your mind to learn to use it wisely. That's so important, especially in challenging times. Yes, I was going to say, you know, because we have over 60,000 thoughts a day and most of them are negative and most are the same, recording over and over, mm -hmm. the mastery is to be in control of your mind and not the other way around. And I also, when I'm teaching, um, I always say breathe in love and breathe out love so we can radiate yeah. love for the highest good. But even so, you know, it's all about being of service, how can we be of service yeah. to other people? Yeah. And um, I just want compassion, isn't it? Oh, yes. And like you talked about compassion. Kindness. Be... Mm. Yeah, yeah, kindness, you give yourself a hug and you're releasing the happy hormones, you know, 
and now my mother-in-law said to me the worst part about lockdown she couldn't hug her grandchildren you know so it's mm, yeah. i think the oldies are you know can't cope with not having that close connection especially if you're family orientated you know and then they're yeah. on their own and but you know life does go on and it is moving as you said you were so excited earlier with the new wave of these new generation they are bringing mm. love and compassion and happiness um for people who would like to go on on one of your courses or go into the dark room and experience it do you have a formula like you know for years when you talked about intermittent fasting well i call it intermittent fasting the 16a since the first yeah. lockdown, I've been doing that because um, I found I wasn't exercising and racing around so much. So I didn't need that food. So I just um, yeah. eat twice and light and being a vegan as well, mm. you know. Um, mm. So what do you tell people? Because I know years and years ago, I used to go on fast. And when they first started the juicing in the 80s, a lot of people, it was like one juice for everyone. And people were getting sick because if your body was already acidic and you're drinking yeah. oranges, for example, yeah. they get sick. But they thought, oh, mm. it must be working because I'm sick, but couldn't be further from the truth. Mm. So. What do you advise yeah. people yeah. before they come on your courses or if when people think that they're ready well, for a life change? Yeah, look, we are very conscious that people keep their bodies safe. I think that's very important. Like, for example, with source feeding, our work there, we just simply state we eat all the time but we eat differently because we're, we're, we're our, what people don't understand, what we share is that our atoms are 99.99999% space. And what I'm interested in metaphysically is the vibrational construct or aspect of that space. And it's not space, it's like an ocean of energy that's flowing through us all the time that the cells can eat from and you know my husband and i we were at the beach um yesterday the day before and we were watching these three-year-olds and i know they don't eat enough physical food to run at that high level energy and a man said to me years ago i never believed in that you could be fed in the way you're talking about until my daughter was born and i watched what she ate and I watched how much energy she expended and she's obviously being fed from some other source. So I'm convinced now. So he became a bit more open. And so I think we just have to be very aware of being loving to the body and honoring to the body and educated. So we teach people techniques of how to check different levels in their body as well through kinesiology, breath techniques and things like that. But if they were going to do darkroom with us in 2023, because we can't do it at the moment, then we would start prepping them about three months before. We'd say, well, read this book, read all this, read that, get detoxed physically before you come. So do your fasting, do your colonic irrigation, detox your liver, do the sensible things, lighten up your diet so your stomach has shrunk, so you're as clean physically as you can 
don't do the fruit juices, they're too acidic, go for the alkaline juices, carrot juice, things like that, and do a good, good cleanse, drink a lot more water, obviously, as well, and make sure you impregnate that water with love, like Masuro Emoto's work, you know, where you hold a bottle of water, you put it on your heart, and it's, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you and then drink it and your body because it's 80 percent water is then infiltrated by the coating and the feeling that you've put into the water so obviously you have to be sensible and you do your good research but your main thing is to keep your body safe and be kind and some people might come into you know a gathering and they're there to watch and partially participate they might not want to do the full thing at the moment because it may not be right for them because sometimes it's just like a little seed. You know, when I used to say to doctors when I was 13 that I was a vegetarian, they'd go, that's impossible. You need animal protein or you'll die. And I'd go, but you can get protein from eight almonds, have the same amount of protein as the small amount of steak. And they go, huh, I didn't know that. Where did you get that research? And then I'd be able to quote and, I think the whole thing now is good educational research. Like Dr. Bruce Lipton has done so much. Dr. Joe Dispenza is doing so much. Dr. Zach Bush is doing so much. And I think that the beginning must be with you, where you say, how can I be the best version of me that I was born to be this life? I'm open. That's what I want to find out about. And you put that signal out into the quantum field and it's amazing what you end up involved in. Things you never thought would be right for you turn out to be very right when the time is right. Yes, I think it's all in the timing. So mm. I think people are more open for it now you know, with this yeah. love energy. And I can see the beautiful plants around you and I can listen to you talking about the beach. So I think um, more and more people are going on a digital detox and spending mm. time in nature because I think nature is the best healer and we can learn yes. so much, you know, from the birds yeah. in your garden, for example, and animals. So what's your take on nature and the energy coming off nature mm. look i remember many years ago uh, i love dvd nights you know i like i know you've done this and i used to have friends over and we'd watch some fabulous uplifting movie and it was so good and i remember we watched um grounded um then it's not the grounded it's just grounded and it was about a town in alaska and these people were finding that if they were sick they had arthritis or they had all sorts of issues and they went and lay in the ground the electromagnetic field of the ground would rebalance and recalibrate them because that's what animals do you know when animals are sick dogs or cats especially dogs they'd go dig a hole in the ground and they'd stop eating they'd stop drinking and they would just lie there until the earth as a massive power force that the Indians call Pachamama, a goddess, beautiful Gaia energy would recalibrate them. And all through history, when people have been out of balance, it's go to the seaside, go to the mountains, go to walk through forests. And I live on a little mountain by the close to the sea and I can't get enough. 
every day i'm just out in the sun solar gazing and the high chi it's about go to the high chi fields now the one of the purest chi fields is mother nature but then we have cosmic chi then we have essence chi then we have that source energy essence chi it's all gradations of very beautiful powerful energy like the essence chi that flows through the atoms of our being that has three frequencies pure love pure wisdom and power and power only comes when love and wisdom are combined if you have a lot of love but no wisdom it's not the same if you have lots of wisdom but no real love it hasn't got that same punch so this baseline energy is in us it's around us it's everywhere and when it can dominate the system we become healthy on all levels happy on all levels we live in harmony in ourselves and we live in harmony with all sentient life and our lives are filled with grace and magic and we're like ah i got the formula right yay <laughs> and people say to me jazz they say jazz you can't be happy all the time it's like uh, i can depending what zone i'm in because we can live in that beta brainwave frequency pattern of left brain logic it's not enough we have to have brain waves unified left brain right brain everything harmonized masculine within us feminine within us harmonized when everything is harmonized we end up vibrating in a very different spectrum where there's just peace there's love there's grace there's gratitude there's compassion there's just rightness you know and that's available to everybody if we're prepared to take the time to tune us so our work at the embassy is to provide formula 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 that's guaranteed to work that can tune us out of discordant disharmonious patterns into harmonious ones when we are ready in our hearts because if we're not done playing with fractured energy we can't open to harmonious energy because we're still loving the drama and boy our world is filled with so much drama that has a lot of emotional kicks that people actually like oh, i totally agree some people um don't they're continuously being sick because they're getting secondary gain they're getting attention people yeah. calling or visiting them mm. and it's really sad because yeah. if they could only touch with the love inside their heart they'd have even more attention because people be flocking to them because they can feel yeah. that radiant love and um yeah. i heard you call so your friends call you jazz i know yeah you you were born by a different name um when did yeah. you change your name and um why and what does jasmahoon mean jasmahoon yeah yeah look it's fascinating because everything's about frequencies and names have frequencies and um i know that some people have rejected their name they didn't like it but then when they found the meaning of the name they loved it so i think it's really important that you fully embrace the birth name and my birth name actually the first name and the last name means light lord the lord wow. of light 
fascinating. I didn't know that till lots much later. So it's wow. a good name the, uh, to be called after light. That was my birth name. But you get to a point, I think, when you integrate a frequency and then there's a new one to come. And I was sitting in meditation in 93 or 94 and I got very clearly that I had to go into the frequency of jazz Mahim. And it has a very interesting pattern that's very service orientated. It is a name about selfless service. It's a name about having a lasting impact in a field in a positive way. And it was the only one in the world at that time, which I didn't know would help me to be found easier later on the net so it's it's a very particular frequency spectrum and you know some would say it's the name of your higher self or the name of your divine essence or you know it's another a name of another level of yourself that you might be integrating so but there are other names we all have we have our you know pure soul divine name which i keep very private but people notice when you chant this, you know this divine name and you chant it, you can feel it changing the energetics in your body, which is nice. Because remember, we have light, we have breath, we have creative visualization, we have will, we have choice, we have intention, but we also have sound. And I don't know about you, but for years, my home has been filled with sacred sounds. I love to play. People play the didgeridoo, and the didgeridoo is an instrument of healing. Any time that people were out of balance in the tribes, the healers with the didgeridoos would just imprint their bodies with sound and rebalance them and heal them. The soundscape of the Tibetan monks, amazing, does the same. It's a, a very deep repatterning vibration. It's same with the name. So every time someone calls you your name, they're imprinting that vibrational frequency deeper into your field. Fantastic. So what does your name mean? What does My your name mean, Beverly? Do you know? Um, Beverly was, I was named after a racehorse um, in a place called Beverly. So that's where mine came. And um, the family name is an otter's den. And my two spiritual wow. animal cards are uh, guides, not cards, are the dolphin and the seal. So dolphins are unconditional love. And the seal is, um, I am contented because they live on land and water and I spend a lot of time in land and water. Mm -hmm. And I'm a bit of a yeah. nomad and I'm not attached to material things. I can just get up and go. But um, yeah, yeah, I did a lot of work with Buddhism and they changed my name and it meant heart as big as the ocean. And I've been oh, <laughs> and I've been to many retreats and done lots of different trainings and I get something similar coming up. So that's mm. the basic. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. because we talked about children earlier and how they're evolving, what about your children? You know, because they've had such an amazing leader to aspire to are they following in your footsteps and your husband as well was he um, on a similar path mm. when you met him or did that slowly happen 
No, look, it's really interesting who you meet because I've been through many phases in my life and I feel like with my first husband, it was a completion of a karmic game of being together in another line and, and he was there to bring the genetics to the children. And they grew up with me meditating. I was meditating and vegetarian, nearly vegan, way and doing yoga before they were born. So I always say to them, well, as an incoming soul, you knew who you were coming to. So don't give me a hard time. You chose me. And they didn't like me saying that at all. <laughs> and they, they need to, people need to find their own way. And I remember that when I left the corporate world, I was, I'd had a 10 year career in, in programming computers and working with international oh. finance and, and coding. And when I left that, um, I started to just, everything changed and I was having a lot of people come to learn to meditate. And when my girls saw so many people coming into the home night after night, big groups that were there to learn to meditate, they changed in their attitude of thinking I was a bit strange and went, ooh, people like this. And then, of course, in teenage years where all their friends would say, hey, can we hang out with your mum? We really love your mum. Your mum is great. And they went, oh, really? And, you know, things like this, people have to evolve in their own time. So my girls, I brought them up to just do what feels right in their heart for their path and their pattern of energy because we're all so unique. And just because I do what I do to the extreme levels I do it, it may not be right for them. And same with my grandkids too. And I was lucky because I started really focusing on, on the yoga, the meditation and all of that at about 15, 16. And in another part of the country, there was a man who was 26 and he started as well. And we finally met and he became my second husband. So he's been in my life for 40 years nearly next year. I met him 40 years ago. And he's a yogi, he's a meditator, he's a vegan. He's been vegan since he was 26. He's been you know, living the same sort of lifestyle I promote as well. And you know, he's somebody I can talk to about anything and everything. And he doesn't think I'm crazy. He just takes it to another level again. And I can run a lot of ideas by him and he just adores me. And he says his job is to, while I take care of so many others in the world, his job is to really love and adore and take care of me. And I like that a lot. <laughs> so he's, you know, well matched, you know, and yeah. I think we do connect with the right ones. And, you know, maybe our first marriage or, or our early partnerships aren't going to go where you'd like them to go, but everything serves. And, you know, I think we always connect with the right friends and the right family and the right souls and some people come and they're the most difficult people in your life but you love them more than anyone because they really challenge you and they teach you so much so they're so valuable so yeah i've been lucky you know my because i'm in starting my 65th year i've had all my family have been used to me like this since 16 and friends and people either really love and appreciate that or they just go oh you're crazy and run away and maybe maybe even say horrible things about you in the media but 
<laughs> well, I think a lot of it is ignorance as well, you know, and because yeah. you've been talking about frequencies, they probably vibrating at a different frequency, a lower frequency, and it's just not in their language. And if it's something out mm. of their comfort zone, they put the big cross up straight away. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's just patterns of energy. If I had have met me today, 30 years ago, I would have thought, who is this crazy woman? You know, the me of today would have been too much for me of 30 years ago because I was in a very different pattern of energy. You know, even this idea of source feeding that your body can feed in a different way, I would have gone, no way, crazy, not interested, no, not whatever. Yeah. But somehow I ended up flowing into that field of research as a potential to eliminate global health and hunger issues. And therefore, I think it's an important field to really experientially research because all of good holistic education or good education re relieves or removes ignorance, which then removes fear. And I think we need choice and we need to know what's available regarding the human design. Like we know, you do, I do, that if I just slow the breath down every day, I can come into the deepest levels of peace where, and if I'm now moment and mindful, that ancient Buddhist practice of mindfulness, if I am kind to self and kind to others, all of this is just frequency changing, you know? And so we have this incredible design that can do so much when we come into open-mindedness and open-heartedness and say, okay, I'm going to research this. I may not adopt it for myself, but I'm not going to rubbish anyone. I'm going to use my intelligence, honor my intelligence and do research. And if something feels right for me, I'll take it on. And if it doesn't, I'll let it go. You know, and that's lovely that we have this freedom of choice because I get involved in things that many people are just not interested in. Like two nights ago, my cat, because you asked about animals, he was being really because I wasn't behaving how he wanted. <laughs> He's a bossy boy. And I just bent down and I picked him up in my arms. And I have this thing I do with him where I hold him heart to heart in my arms and I just open my heart and I feel all the love I have for him. And I just say it too. And I go, oh, I love you. 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 You're so beautiful. And when you say the words, I love you, I love you, and you feel it, your heart vibrates and it recalibrates their heart and it recalibrates their whole body. And he goes, and stops being <laughs> cranky at me and starts <laughs> loving me back. And then I thought, why not just see the world in my heart? Why not just imagine the whole earth in my heart, like I'm the divine mother, not from ego, but just knowing the power of love. And so I just visualized, imagined that I had my arms like a divine being, a goddess wrapped around an earth and just feeling all the love I have for the human life wave and all the love I have for earth and Gaia and just saying, I really love you. I 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 love you. And I thought that is such a pure and simple service. 
Oh my God, I, I had really shivers right through me when you were saying it. And um, I just think if everybody in the world today practice that, the COVID... Yeah, no would, religion, no yeah. talk, just do it. Just do it. Be like Nike and just do it. It was just so powerful and so simple. Mm. You know, if we could yes. all maybe start that every morning wherever you are, before mm. you get out of bed, that would be mm. so wonderful. And I know in um, France, when they did statistics on the pollution, when we had our first lockdown, they were very strict. Hardly anybody could go out. In Paris, there was 80% less pollution. And for me, it was, mm. for me, it was like, oh my God, Mother Earth can breathe at last, you know, because... Yes. Yeah. Just before this happened, because I've been coming back to Australia for a while, our big plan would be a summer in France and a summer here. And when we came back, it was um, just over nearly two years ago now, when you had the horrendous fires, like the worst in history here. It was so tragic with all those animals being burnt alive, yeah. etc. And then the mm. bad floods, because the ground was so hard, the floods. Mm. And then I went back to, um, to Monaco and I was saying to some friends, I'm waking up crying in the morning. I just feel that Mother Earth is crying. I feel something bad's going to happen. And then we got mm. COVID. So I think um, we have to remember and I think our journey is one of remembrance because we've both talked a lot about our mm. ancestors, you know, and also our reason for being here. I think to remember, mm. remember our soul's journey, mm. our soul's mission. And it's a, a story of unlearning, you know, to remember that we, yeah. we yeah. are a divine being. And I know you feel the same. I can, I've listened to many mm. of your talks and, you know, it's about remembering that we are one and we're one with the universe and it's about the unity. And, and knowing the power of love. Yeah. You know, I realized yesterday that it's so simple, like those of you missing people. Well, there's no, they say the thing that travels faster than the speed of light is the speed of thought, but what bridges us is the love. And so even if you can't hug a loved one, even if you're in lockdown and you can't see those grandkids or you can't be with a parent or whatever, you can be. You can just visualize them, imagine they are there. Hug a pillow and imagine it's them and yeah. really tell them how much you love them and let that, but go into the heart and feel it, not from here, but it must yeah. come from here. And just really, mom, like I do it to my parents who've crossed over. Sometimes I just say, yeah. hey, mom, wherever you are, hey, dad, I just want to say thank you, thank you for my life with you. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Let this love go out to wherever you are. I miss you, but I love you. Thank you. And to animals and grandchildren and to everyone in the world. So the other day, I love this vision that I had of just hug the world. You know, forget the trying to convince anyone of anything because they don't even listen to good holistic education sometimes anyway. But you can still make a good energy imprint like yogis do in a cave. 
people think they're not active, but they're very active. They're sitting there radiating, you know, this beautiful energy, but we can go further. We can just imagine those beautiful hugs where we're just infusing, you know, everyone we love. And, and, and in fact, people we've never even met because everyone in my reality is an incredibly divine soul that's descended to give gifts and receive gifts. And I think it, the life on earth is about gift giving. We learn so much from being here with each other. And we learn so much by the biofeedback we get from others. We learn so much about ourselves. We learn how in time the, to really nurture ourselves well, because a lot of women expect their men to nurture them, but the women don't know what they need themselves because they don't nurture themselves they nurture everybody else so we need now to engage in nurturing others but also really nurturing self and to maybe less words and more just energy transmissions of very pure frequencies and that's why i love the i love you i love you i love you not the i love you from my personality self but i love you as if the divine beingness that i am is speaking through me with its infinite capacity to love. Oh my goodness, that is absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm, yeah, speechless because those are so beautiful, the words, and it's what the world, I feel, because like you're saying, mm. it's feeling, and I feel this is what the world needs now, and I'm definitely going to yeah. incorporate that into my daily practice, hugging the world next to my heart. That's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, um, and feel it because, you know, there's so much beauty here, and I think that's what I've realized being home so much this last year and a half is the beauty of people in my community. And the beauty of people, like everyone is so friendly up, I'm on the Sunshine Coast and people are just so happy to be able to be out and they're happy to live where we live and, and they're really making the most of the situation and trying to be upbeat and positive. But I just meet so many beautiful people, but you can intend that too. You know, you can say to the quantum field, up level me now, bring me into a new network of people, our friends, of business connections, just up level my whole network to a network where we are operating in unity and bringing out the best in each other and operating in mutually beneficial ways. And then the universal law kicks in where like attracts like because you're holding the intention to no longer give your energy to things that divide and separate and create fear and fragmentation you wanting to step deeper into unity and maybe you say show me i want to see with my physical eyes evidence of unity consciousness happening in the world show me all the good in people show me the god in people show me the good in everyone i meet that's what i want to see now show me and that goes back to what jesus said ask and you'll receive and what you're asking for is you know why not why can't we you know tune ourselves and be tuned to bring out the best in each other and see the best in each other and and live in a different way which i think is what people's hearts have been longing for for a long time on earth and we've brought this change now into being because of the prayers in our hearts 
thank you now we have to be patient exactly yes, and <laughs> now we just have to be patient <laughs> yeah which is a challenge to most people in their busy life the most common thing mm. you know people feel like caged animals and i'm just like well just mm. breathe through it and if you can't go out like you've done bring nature in and if you can't bring any plants mm. in put herbs on your kitchen top or put pictures up of the outdoors but yeah. you know find something every day to be grateful for and creativity is good. You know, one of the first courses I put on our online courses because I've been traveling for so long and I finally had the time to start offering online courses. One of the first ones I did was sacred art where people can go and get some different equipment and you've got time at home now. You've got time to maybe watch people doing yoga on YouTube or Tai Chi. Or there's so many yeah. free courses as well as paid courses. And so a lot of people have been joining me to, um, to, to go through the whole sacred art process and pretty up the house. So you can create beautiful flows and images and all sorts of things because we teach you how to make a piece of art like a dimensional door that's going to attract and then radiate good energy into your home. And so creativity is fun. And a lot of people have been saying, oh, I've been loading down music and I make sure now I'm dancing like crazy every day. Because when I put on good uplifting music and I let my body move, I get exercise, but I feel good too. So even if we're locked down or locked in, you know, how we choose to spend our time is going to determine our reality about all of it. You know, write a journal, take time to journal write, ask maybe for automatic writing, which is lovely. You can start to write in a journal and then you ask for insights or information to come from another level through the writing process and you get good answers to things. There's so much you can do in lockdown in a positive way. Play with diet, clean up the diet, maybe do some fasting, detox a little. I don't know, just sing, you know, just there's yeah. so much you can do to make the whole experience very uplifting for you and for those you live with. Yeah, and I... I... Or you can go, <laughs> or you can just go, ah, I hate it, ah, <laughs> go and scream. <laughs> um, I, know. I found in the beginning, I went into overwhelm because there was like top gurus offering so many courses. It was like, I wanted mm, to do everything. Yeah. And then I had to just yeah. say, stop, do nothing. And yes. just go within and... Um, mm. I know I've, I listened to your talk last night where you're talking about the internet as we got yes. the internet, which is, we got the internet. And I think, you know, mm. if people, when you're doing all those wonderful things like creativity, art and dancing, um, you're in the flow, you know, you're in the flow mm. of love. Mm. And um, when you're doing what you love, time just disappears like that. And it's like, wow, it does. you know, so on that note, um, where can people get hold of you? I'll put it into um, the write-up also, um, because I know you've got quite a few places. And I'm definitely mm. going to, because I love painting. And when I paint, the time goes and I don't even think about eating mm. or drinking. And 
My husband laughs yeah. because I'll make a cup of, you know, herbal diffusion and he'll come back and go, what's this? You know, I, it's stone cold mm. because I even forget to drink. But yeah. Um, yeah. because there's yeah. so much stuff out there, can you tell people what you'd recommend to when they're starting out with you mm. or more experience? Yeah. And also, if you recommend anything, you named or quite a few people that I already follow, um, like mm. Dr. Bruce Lipton and Dr. Joe. Like I love his um, mm. heart meditation he does. And I know you've got meditation, mm. so... Mm. Mm. If we've actually set up a, a platform if people have a look at jasmaheen.com and you'll see online courses if you just click there you'll find all about our books all about our meditations all about our art all about our online courses but just feel what feels right for you because a lot of people are telling me in my own networks you know people I've gathered with for years they say Oh, I've been to so many gatherings. I really need to integrate it now. I have all the wisdom here, but I'm not living it. And this was one of the first things when we started doing Zoom live into groups and people they'd say, I thought I was really patient and I've realized how impatient I am. I thought I'd embodied this virtue and I realized I haven't at all. And it all came because they were in lockdown, you know, and it was not, it was a matter of real confrontation of you think you're wise you think you're loving you think you're kind you think you're patient but are you really and it's like not as much as i thought <laughs> because people are being challenged more by life and you know you switch on the tv and it's like oh what's going on and you just have to self-regulate differently so if people do feel they would like to do courses just have a look and see on our jasmine.com site and the online courses, and as you know, there's many books, meditations, everything there. And, and if it feels right for you, then come and join us. We'd love to have you with us. And hopefully you'll, yeah, maybe be tuned slightly differently with the realities we have, <laughs> if you're ready and interested. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I feel so honored and blessed um, even more now um, you've shared all your wonderful words of wisdom and I'm definitely going to check out your site again and make a choice and I want to thank you for choosing to be born on planet earth mm -hmm. and radiating your beautiful love and light and doing so much to help millions of people on our planet so I'm very very mm -hmm. grateful that you're alive today thank you and to, and to you too. And as you said, it's remembering now. You know, we're not learning anything new. We're just remembering a greater part of ourselves. You know, I think we're all very pure at our core. We're all very wise. We're all very loving at our core. And we just need that core nature to rise and dominate rather than that human ego personality self. And it's the human ego personality self that goes, oh, that's not right. And that doesn't feel right and all that. But I think it's important we just open up to experience and remember the magnificence of who each one of us is and share from that point. And then we'll have a really lovely world to play in. That's beautiful. And it's so important to be playful. And thank you for yeah. reminding us. So thank you. Thank, thank you, Beverly. Thank you. Thank you.
thank you everybody for listening and it's wonderful to have this opportunity and thank you for sharing and inviting me it's wonderful to be here thank you pleasure <laughs>